0: Welcome to the Truth Hurts program with Steve Z. Hello, and welcome to another edition of the Truth Hurts program with Steve Z. That is me. It is September 1st, 2022. We are now, what, 19 months into the Joe Biden presidency, and things continue to get worse for Americans and for America. And for the entire globe, for as Joe Biden screws up the nation, the rest of the world loses just as well. I want to go through some of the headlines that popped up this morning. It says, Washington Examiner, exclusive. Biden base of blacks and Hispanics are abandoning the president. Paul bettered contribution to this story. President Joe Biden's base of minority voters, especially blacks, Hispanics and Asians are abandoning him ahead of the 2022 congressional midterm elections, driven away by an unexpectedly weak economy and a poor outlook. I'm gonna stop. Paul, I respect you sometimes as a journalist, but unexpectedly weak economy? Wrong. I, the host of the Truth Hurts program, have been predicting a weak economy since Joe Biden took office, since he and the Democratic politicians destroyed Trump's fantastic economy, since Biden's inflation, Biden's recession, Biden's empty shelves and supply chain crises, since Biden's energy crisis and his war on fossil fuels, since the invasion of nearly 4 million, if not more, illegal trespassing criminal Aliens have continued to cross our border because of Biden's weak border policies. All of these things. How the hell can you say unexpectedly weak economy and poor outlook? I expected it. Paul, most common sense, educated, rational, thinking Americans saw this coming. It was predicted on this program and other conservative talk show programs. We saw the handwriting on the wall. We shined spotlights on that handwriting on the wall. The liberal, mainstream, leftist, progressive, woke media just simply refused to look at what we focused on early in the Biden administration. Back to this article in the Washington Examiner, Paul Bedard says, in a new series of Zogby polls shared with Secrets on Wednesday, Support from the trio of groups that make up the traditional Democratic base, Blacks, Hispanics, and Asians, is far below what is needed to win big in the fall elections or even in the 2024 presidential election. In the case of Black-African-Americans and Hispanics, Biden's approval numbers have dropped double digits. What's more, pollster Jonathan Zogby said that no more than 35% of each group say they would choose Biden for president in the 2024 Democratic primaries. Zogby said quote, “It’s
1: hard to see where this is a good scenario for Biden. His support is lagging among a big part of his base. Does this mean he will not win re-election or he will bow out? It’s hard to say, but these are not great numbers among one of the strongest groups that make up his base.
0: Zogby said among blacks, Biden has an approval rating of just 57.5%, and his disapproval rating amongst blacks is 32.3%. He said the president's approval rating is down 17 points from his last survey. Zogby said of the surprising crash of support for Biden amongst blacks, quote,
1: In May of 2022, our poll had the president at 75% approval versus 22% disapproval among African American likely voters. Historically, Biden's numbers have been even
0: higher with African Americans. He blames the fall in Biden's approval rating, where it should be blamed, on Biden's poor handling of the economy. And a belief amongst 52% of African Americans that the United States of America is on the wrong track under Biden. Let's talk about the Hispanic-Latino vote. Biden's support is down double digits, 13 points below last year. He is at 49.4%. Zogby says... This
1: is a huge decrease from his approval rating in January where 62% of Hispanics approved and 36% disapproved. It is also a trend observed in our May poll of 50% versus 46%. Like African Americans, it does not help that a majority, 55% of Hispanics, think the country is off on the wrong track and that only a third think the U.S. is headed in the right direction and 11% are unsure. Even more Hispanic voters, 59%, thought the economic direction of the country was on the wrong track too, while only a third thought the U.S. economy was headed in the
0: right direction. Support amongst Asians is split. 46% approve, 46% disapprove. Zogby
1: says, In line with Hispanic and African American voters, Asians also felt the country was on the wrong track, and only 34% thought it was headed in the right direction. Sentiment was even harsher when it came to the direction of the U.S. economy. Asians say 58% say we are on the wrong track versus 29% of surveyed Asian-American voters who think the U.S. economy is headed in the right direction. Looking ahead to the
0: 2024 primary, Biden's support is low amongst the groups when given several choices, including Camel Toe Harris, whose showing was also dismal. African Americans say Biden, 35.5%. Former First Lady Michelle Michael the Dude Obama, 21.8%. Vice President Camel Toe Harris, 12.5%. Hispanics, 35.3%. Obama, 15%. Bernie Sanders, 14.5% toe Harris 11.7. The Asians say 28.4% would want, like to see Biden again. Bernie Sanders at 12 and a half, Michelle by Bell Obama at 12, Harris at 11.1. Nobody wants Joe Biden to run again. Although, I think the Republicans ought to push for him to remain. After all, if he runs against Trump, he is certain to lose. This is the Truth Hurts program. This segment of the Truth Hurts program brought to you by Biden Motors and the Shandu line of electric cars.
2: The all-new Shandu Motors Joker is here, and it's the car that liberals have been longing for. This compact, lightweight, no-frills car is equipped with a 14-inch infotainment screen, GPS navigation to get you from the coffee shop to the safe spaces in your life, or from the university to the gay bar, or from the library to the protest, all without using a single drop of evil fossil fuel. The roof, hood, and trunk-mounted solar panels can charge your little Joker when the sun is shining even through the smog of Los Angeles and the roof-mounted wind turbines charge in the breeze and while you're driving down the boulevard sure those blades look silly and might knock out a few birds but at least you're not using fossil fuel and the new dura gel battery pack holds just enough electricity to power your joker for up to 167 miles that is if you don't use the headlights the air conditioning the navigation system turn signals the radio or your power windows and locks and you'll have the liberal peace of mind knowing that with the purchase of any new Shandu Motors vehicle a portion of your monthly payment will be sent directly to pay off the student debt of a needy liberal like Terry whose liberal arts degree might help him get a job painting murals on a convenience store wall in an underserved community or Alex whose gender studies degree will likely get him her it banned from social media for a week or two or even Tyrone who got Pell Grants to pay for college and a United double college fund donation with still took out a college loan so he could pay for blunts, bling, and a new four-door charger and never intended to pay it back anyway. The all-new Shandu Joker is the perfect liberal car for the imperfect liberal available at a Biden Motors dealership near any Democratic liberal sanctuary city. Biden Motors, we're not helping the climate or the economy, only our own bank accounts. The liberal state of California has mandated that you not charge your
0: Shandu Motors electric cars between the hours of 2 p.m. and 10 p.m. because our grid cannot handle the stress. The Greg Abbott illegal immigrant busing tour continues. Reuters' Ted Hessen says Texas governor buses migrants to Lori Lightfoot's city of Chicago amidst a border security dispute. The state of Texas sent by bus, a group of about 60 newly arrived illegal trespassing, criminal law-breaking migrant aliens, and they sent them to Chicago, the land Of Beetlejuice, Lori Lightfoot, the gay mayor, the lesbian, really not very attractive mayor, says she does not agree with this. Greg Abbott, the Republican governor of Texas, is expanding his effort to push responsibility for illegal trespassing border crossers to cities run by his Democratic political rivals. In a brilliant move, to shift some of the responsibility for caring for illegal, criminal, law-breaking, trespassing, invading aliens who are crossing into Texas, Mr. Abbott, the governor of Texas, is expanding his effort to push responsibility for those illegal border crossers to cities run by political Democrats. Texas has bused more than 7,000 migrants to Washington, D.C. and to New York since early April. They're bitching over there, saying that he's wasting government resources, spending nearly $13 million. According to a Freedom of Information Act request, that's about how much Abbott has spent busing the illegal trespassers to New York and Washington, D.C., but it's far, far less than he will have to spend to house them, feed them, clothe them, and provide them with shelter and medical care. Abbott is seeking a third term in the November midterm elections. He says rightfully that the buses are needed because Joe Biden, the Democrat, has failed for his entire presidency to secure the border with Mexico. The U.S. Border Patrol made a record 1.8 million migrant arrests from October 1st of 21 through July 31st of 2022 And most of those are just allowed to wander on into the United States. The Texas governor is just doing what he needs to do to protect his own citizens. And he's following in the footsteps of Barack Hussein Obama. He's spreading the wealth around because Joe Biden thinks in these illegal, trespassing, criminal, law-breaking invaders, there's a wealth of hope. So spread the wealth around, Greg Abbott, to Democrat-run cities sanctuary cities like Washington, DC, Chicago, New York City, San Francisco, and others. Keep up the good work, Greg Abbott. We at the Truth Hurts Program firmly support your run for re-election. Yesterday, I mentioned this briefly. California won't let you charge the electric car that it wants to force you to purchase. Zach Faria of the Washington Examiner says California has reaffirmed its commitment to banning gasoline-powered cars and requiring all new sales will be electric cars only in the coming years. Now, California's electric grid operator, California ISO, is telling residents, do not charge your electric cars during regular heat waves in order to avoid straining the already very fragile electric grid. Residents have been advised to take voluntary measures to cut energy use including setting their thermostats to a sweltering 78 degrees Fahrenheit or higher and don't use major appliances like washers, dryers, dishwashers and don't charge your electric car because quote the demand for energy remains high and there is less solar energy available, unquote. wait a minute. I thought the sun was out in sunny, golden state of California all the time. There's not enough solar energy? Did the sun stop shining? Or maybe it's the evil smog that no longer exists in cities like Los Angeles. It turns out you cannot possibly run a state of 39 million people entirely on solar panels who would have guessed the voluntary energy cuts often turn into involuntary rolling blackouts but the state does not want to have that on its back the state does not want people to charge electric cars that they're trying to force people to buy now i want you to think there are 39 million residents in the state of california roughly give or take And that's not counting the illegal ones who don't want to be counted. This means less than two percent of California's population currently drives an electric car. The data shows that it's actually 1.538 percent of the 39,000 people living in California have purchased an electric car. That's one and a half percent. Think about this my friends. Imagine in the next heat wave There are 15 million electric cars, 25, 30, 40% higher than the current number. That is the future that California is seeking. There are just under 600,000 electric cars currently being driven in the state. And that 1.5% of the population driving electric cars is enough to bring the current electrical system to its knees during a simple summer heat wave. Now we know that California recently announced that gasoline-powered cars will be illegal to sell in the state starting in 2035. So again, imagine in the next heat wave with an additional 15.4 million electric cars. It will only get worse. The state has phased out nuclear power, the only reliable carbon-free form of energy that it had. Diablo Canyon was the state's final nuclear power plant, and it provided nearly 9% of the state's electricity. It is set to shut down in 2025, just about two and a half years from now. So when that's gone, there will be what? Solar and wind farms? Because they don't want gas, they don't want coal, they don't want oil, and they don't want nuclear. Gavin Newsom, the joke governor, has tried to extend the power plant's operations temporarily, quietly, behind the scenes, Perhaps now he realizes how stupid it would be to shut it down altogether when the state cannot even reach its own decarbonization goals. California legislators have been debating an extension for Diablo Canyon for weeks because apparently the choice between clean nuclear energy and regular blackouts for their citizens is a tough one. We all know California is the worst run state in the country. There's no dispute about it. 4% or less of its cars are either fully electric or electric gas hybrids. Yet, the state has admitted it cannot support that paltry number during a simple summer heat wave. But it wants to turn 4% to 100% even as its plans kneecap its own electricity production. There is zero logic to this. Just environmentalist lunacy that will leave Californians without air conditioning, without a way to drive to work or school or the grocery store or the gay bar. But look on the bright side. They won't have to worry about carbon emissions in the next heat wave if their draconian policies drive them back to the Stone Age. This is the Truth Hurts Program. On the last episode of the Truth Hurts Program, I talked to you about the Blafrican-American volleyball player who lied and claimed someone called her the N-word that rhymes with bigger every time she served the ball. Listen my friends, the mainstream, leftist, liberal, progressive, woke media went all in on that racism lie. We were past due for another racial hoax, you know it and I know it. Sports media and BYU have apparently helped Duke Volleyball provide us with that latest controversy, the only black starter on the volleyball team says someone was calling her godchild the n-word that rhymes with bigger. The fact, the truth is that it was never ever said. No one shouted that word to little Ms. Richardson. But that didn't stop the father of Rachel Richardson, a black man named Marvin Richardson, to put on a suit and tie and lie on CNN's Brianna Keeler, so-called News segment. Ms Keeler says, while putting up a picture of a smiling African-American girl wearing the number 15 on her volleyball jersey holding a volleyball, she said quote, "In our match against Brigham Young University, my fellow African American teammates and I were targeted and racially heckled throughout the entirety of the match. The slurs and comments grew into threats which caused us to feel unsafe. Both the officials and BYU coaching staff were made aware of the incident during the game but failed to take the necessary steps to stop the unacceptable behavior and create a safe environment. As a result, my teammates and I had to struggle just to get through the rest of the game. It was all 100% fabricated, falsified, a lie, a made-up, Jesse Smollett-style lie. But that didn't stop this black girl's daddy, Marvin Richardson, from going on the show and continuing and perpetuating the lie. The lie caused BYU officials to issue an apology and ban the fan from any athletic activities. I wonder, now that it's been proven to be a lie, will they apologize to the fan and allow him to go on television and say how hurt he is for being falsely accused of making racial comments? Or will they double down? Before I get into all of the comments on this, let's take a listen to Marvin Richardson, the father of the baby girl who say she was called the N-word that rhymes with bigger, but
3: it was a lie. So, no, we, as you indicated, we were watching the match at our home here in uh, Maryland. And, uh, you know, during the game, had no clue what was going on. Uh, and then after the game, you know, we always talk. And, uh, and she called, but this was a different call, right? So she was, uh, she was crying. She was upset. Uh, so we knew something was wrong. And then as she started to tell us what was going on and what had happened during the game, uh, needless to say, first, you know, anger, outrage. And then, you know, just a a, a, a real need to make sure that something was done to correct that uh, were the things that kind of came across us. Uh, You know, she she just didn't want this to take her away from her game, right, to take her out of her game. So she, uh, hearing this, you know, played through it and really had to just kind of, you know, uh, struggle to focus on the game, you know. And so I think that that, you know, when you start talking about what that does to an athlete and their ability to perform, at the highest level under those circumstances. Just not right, in, especially not in that kind of a college arena. So they, they, they made it known uh, what was happening and uh, at the point, uh, in between games, uh, the, the two different sets when it happened between the the second and the fourth sets, uh, that, that's when they're at the student end of the, uh, of, the uh, of the court. And at some point, they moved a police officer down to the student's end of the court. And, you know, perhaps that's the that's an action, but is that the only action that should be taken? Um, I don't think so. Uh, you know, I've been at sporting events. We've been in volleyball for 30 years. I have four daughters that have played the game, three at the college level. Um, we've always had that occasional, you know, idiot that's the, just just there in the crowd, right? But but never never an atmosphere like this, you know, where she said that she felt uh, afraid A- and she felt like, you know, hey, this was, you know, this was just something that, that that was hard yeah I mean I appreciate the fact that they came forward with a statement saying that there's an individual who's been banned but when she went back to the line to serve uh, you're about two feet away from the student section and she heard it from more than one person and and, and the the person that they identified uh, and I appreciate the fact that they identified that person moved him out but there were 5,500 people in that uh, in that crowd so you know no no student-athlete should ever have to go into any venue and and be subjected to that kind of an atmosphere, right? You want a raucous crowd if you're the home team, that's fantastic. But when it crosses that line, it becomes the responsibility of those who are in authority to make sure that that atmosphere stays safe and free from any of those kinds of elements that would prohibit people from playing at their highest level. And so what I'd like to see going forward is that we take every effort, make every effort to make sure that those venues are safe and free from that kind of action, and when it, is, when it interjects itself, that it is removed immediately. Uh, I've been in places where coaches have taken the mic and said, knock it off. And if you don't knock it off, we're going to have you kicked out of here, right? Uh, I've seen that. It, it, that. That's an action that you can take right now. Stop it while it's happening. Uh, that didn't happen. Uh, and, and I think that we can always do more.
0: Out of that entire rambling garbage based upon a lie, Marvin Richardson did say something actually accurate. Uh, That didn't happen. It didn't happen. Uh, That didn't happen. But it wasn't only Brianna Keeler, the race baiter on CNN, who perpetuated this lie. The big problem is none of it is true. BYU police reviewed the footage of the fan who was banned and determined he didn't yell anything, much less racial slurs, while Richardson was serving. He was on his phone during Richardson's second serve. There were only two times when she served in front of the BYU student section. The BYU student newspaper reached out to several people in the student section, none of whom heard any racial slurs. Not a single person has since come forward to report to BYU police that they heard the alleged slur, the n-word that rhymes with bigger. Black members of BYU's basketball team were in the student section. They did not react. And they have not come forward to say that they heard anything. But does that stop the media? No, of course it does not. The media is going to say what the media is going to say to perpetuate this lie. Here's one. Aiden Kearney TB, Dr. Turtleboy, writes, I watched the entire two hour video of the game. Rachel said she was called the N-word the entire game. Godmother says it happened when she served. BYU said the heckler was in the student section. She served only two times in front of the student section. No one reacted. Black BYU basketball players were sitting next to the student section the entire game. Not one of them reacted heard or seemed upset by an alleged heckler who was allegedly yelling racial slurs the quote, entire game, unquote, according to the godmother, Lisa Pamplin, and according to the liar, Rachel Richardson herself. The entire lie made no sense to begin with, but the media doesn't care. A black volleyball player does a poor job of playing the game, doesn't want to admit that she just sucked at it, didn't do a good job, So in order to try and justify why she sucked so badly, she claims to hear a racial slur that nobody else heard. So the media simply assumes there was a racial slur. The media pressure scared the cowards at BYU into banning one fan for life with zero evidence. Just like the media scared the Colorado Rockies into threatening to ban one fan whom the media claimed was yelling the n-word that rhymes with bigger at a game, even though not a single person in the crowd even reacted. The fan was yelling the name of the mascot, but the media didn't care to find that out before reporting on it. And so now, instead of admitting they screwed up, the media is trying to now float ideas that Perhaps it was another fan who was yelling the slurs, but that too is unlikely, given everything we've now seen and everything we now know. Because no one reacted to this alleged slur that was never shouted in the first place. We know, thanks to the BYU police, that the fan who was banned certainly didn't say it. But I'm waiting. I'm waiting for the official public apology to that fan. I'm waiting for CNN to interview that fan so that he can call Rachel Richardson a lying sack of crap. It would be really funny if he got on there and said, "See, that N-word that rhymes with bigger was a liar. I never said anything." <laughs> that won't happen. My friends, we have gotten to a point in the United States of America where the media goes gaga. They can't wait to hear the N-word come out of a white person's mouth. Yet, they never once report on the black-on-black violence that is often accompanied by black people shouting the N-word that rhymes with bigger to one another. And I'm really sorry I wasted so much of your time on this story, but it must be told. The lying black people who keep lying and claiming people are shouting the N-word that rhymes with bigger continue in the sporting world. And the media jumps on it each and every time like a rat on a Cheeto, pretending that it's true. That's all the time we have for this edition of the Truth Hurts program, my friends. Go out there and make it a great day. And if you happen to be at a sporting event, don't yell, go bigger, because they might think you're saying go inward. We'll see you next time. Opinions expressed are protected free speech under the First Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. I apologize if you were offended, but I retract nothing. Background music provided by Jason Shaw and Audionautics.